Well, if your iPod's filled with more podcast episodes with men talking about toys than it is with actual music, you're in the right place because you're listening to the Action Figure Blues Podcast, episode number 132 for the week of Wednesday, the 3rd of September. I'm John, and with me tonight are... Ben. And Adam. This episode is being brought to you by the Pop Culture Superstore and ActionFigureBlues.com. Tonight, our toys of the week are the Figurehead Zero Super Saiyan Vegeta and the Sideshow Premium Format Hellboy Statue. Gents, how y'all doing? I'm speaking. <laughs> Adam, have you recovered? Yes. Um, right. My leg was sore until Wednesday night, Thursday morning, and then it's been fine since. Oh, that's good. Yeah. How did you feel after? Uh, I was exhausted. I was absolutely shagged. Um, and then went out to dinner with friends and then stayed up to watch Formula One, and the next day um, it was really hard to get through work. <laughs> At least you went to work. Yeah. Yeah. We had a ISO 9001 audit, so. Oh. Apparently we didn't fail, so that, that's a plus. Good work. Good work. Yeah. Yeah, we have those quite often because we get, we get those and then we get FDA audits too, and those are never fun either, so. Yeah. Yeah. I understand. Mm. I feel your pain. <laughs> I feel your pain. What about uh, you? What about you, Mr. Ben? Uh, I've had a most awesome week, a uh, pretty tiring week, still getting over my flu, but um, things are uh, afoot in, at the fish pond in terms of uh, my displays. So um, I've, I haven't updated my collection thread for quite some time in, on the forum, but um, I've got some new display cabinets and I'm just getting it all together. So hopefully in the next week or so I should be posting pictures, but um, I've significantly expanded my display space. So I'm able to display statues that um, previously I had to sort of rotate. Oh, and, uh, well, that's cool. Yeah, so I was actually digging them all out and getting them all on display together, and it's all pretty exciting. So, yeah, yeah, really keen to sort of see that done. About probably about three quarters done. I've got a few more shelves to do, and yeah, it's nice. It's nice to finally be able to do that sort of thing and do justice to them. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Good deal. Good deal. Yeah. What about you, Mr. Nerd? Well, you know, I've been kind of doing an update on the uh, voting in the Marvel versus DC Heroes bracket the last couple of weeks, and um, yeah. uh, somebody has finally given Batman's a uh, challenge, and that oh, is nice. that is Professor X. Mm. But um, Professor X is not going to win that battle. Um, Batman's <laughs> going to end up winning, but but he, he did have some votes against him, which is the first time. So. Um, mm. Now there's two of these in the voting that are really close and they were probably the two tough ones for me. And that's, uh, Wolverine versus Rogue. Oh, okay. Yep. And, uh, Green Lantern versus the Silver Surfer. Yeah, see, again, I think, you know, if you, if you, if you're taking it based on those screen appearances, then it's reasonably straightforward. But I think people get too passionate about just that, you know, general, um, impression of the character they get from, you know, years of exposure in comics and stuff like that. Yeah, but mm. didn't, um, Silver Surfer have an animated series? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And he was in, um, I mean, you know, the main thing he was in Rise of the Silver Surfer, you know, where he, he sort of kicks some ass, but no, I suppose it depends on which version of Green Lantern you mean as well. Yeah. Well, I'm yeah. sure. I'm sure. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. It's a lot of fun. The Wolverine versus Rogue one, I, I actually took a while on that one because I was, I kept battling it back and forth in my head. Well, she could use hers against him, and then, you know, is it? Uh, yeah, that one I struggled with. So she was actually very good in the uh, Wolverine and the X Men cartoon. Yeah, and even in the um, original X Men cartoon, she was, you know, pretty yeah. tough. So that's right. That's before you even get to the Anna Paquin thing. So yeah. So there's, it, yeah, I don't know. That one's tough. 
That one, mm-hmm. those, those two battles could go either way at this point before the fighting it, finishes up. So, in particular, too, I think you know, in Wolverine in the comics is you know they've put him through just about every you know, ringer they possibly can, and shown his healing factor, doing incredibly things, and you know he's incredibly brutal and stuff like that. But I don't think that's ever translated to the screen stuff. Like in the cartoons, you won't get him doing that sort of stuff, and yeah. you know, even to a certain extent, you know, the Hugh Jackman version hasn't really displayed that kind of stuff. You never really get the berserker. Wolverine, at least no. in the comics from time to time. No, so uh, my, my my girl Rogue was uh, was my vote. Yeah. So you're the one that drew over the edge. Damn straight. <laughs> well, it'll be interesting. I know. Um, I was also looking through everybody's predictions this week, and it looks like a lot of people have picked a final of uh, Thor versus Superman. No. And and oh, the way, damn the way, it, the way it's shaping up, I don't know that it, it won't go that way. Uh. So, yeah. So you guys might want to start thinking about that one. <laughs> yeah, time to change. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, um, why don't we come back and talk about the news that we've heard about this week? Cool. Cool. Mr. Freeze and the Penguin are taking over the new Lego Batcave. <laughs> you can take control. Arm the Weapon Tower. Launch the net, stop the henchmen, and put Mr. Freeze on ice. It's up to you to reclaim the Batcave. You control the action. With a new Lego Batman collection. Well, before we get started with all the other fun and frivolity, um, we start each episode with a bit of news, and this isn't all the news in the toy world, just things that caught our eye during the week, and things have been catching Ben's eye, so Ben, tell us what you got. What have I got? Well, I have uh, an assortment of stuff, and first up is uh, a new statue from the folks at Quarantine Studios, and they have a Conan the Brutal four bronze statue so this is one of those statues that looks like it's made of bronze so it's all bronzy uh for you know lack of a better description um and quarantine doing some really nice fantasy statues this statue was actually released previously so um if you're like me and you're not a a huge fan of the the bronzed look uh you can actually get this in a normal edition um, that's, you know, skin texture and all that sort of stuff. So, but, um, this is one six scale. It stands 14 and a half inches tall. Um, comes in a hand painted numbered edition. Oh, apparently it comes in a handsome collector's box. Woohoo. So, yeah. Don't know what the definition of a handsome collector's box is, whether it's wearing a tux or you know, <laughs> something like that. Hmm. Anyway, um, yeah, so, I mean, it's actually not bad. It'll cost you $290, and it's estimated to arrive in June 2015. My goodness, we talk about stuff way, way in advance. Yeah. So. I just like that, that the weapons costuming reflect the bigness of him. Yeah, Nothing right. delicate. <laughs> no, look, I, I'm a huge Conan fan, and this is a beautiful-looking statue. This has got um, sort of that Frank Rosetta feel. It's not that hugely, uh, uh, you know, over-muscled um, Conan, so he's raring to go with axe and shield with his big horned helm. Um, it's a really nice piece. I think I've actually seen this in its original version, uh, which I do prefer. But um, it's a yeah, it's a beautiful piece. See, in in bronze like this, I, it doesn't look Conan to me. It just looks yeah. random. It's just a warrior, barbarian. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. The the original is very, very nice. So, but uh, I guess if you're into that, then you'll probably be pleased. Yep. All right. Well, moving on. Um, good old Sideshow Collectibles um, have a an, announced a Starcraft uh, Kerrigan Queen of Blades statue, and she's um well, she's quite pretty for you know a really freaky alien chick. Um, Apparently, you know, worlds will burn because she's the Queen of Blades. Uh, but anyway, polystone statue, it's a massive 25 inches tall. I think she's got um, these sort of skeletal wings, so that sort of adds significant height. Um, I, I now see, I thought it was like Nancy Kerrigan, you know, Queen of the Ice Skating <laughs> Blades. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you know, hey, we could add that to the list of things that Funko haven't done. Yeah, that's not this, though. Yeah, um, the 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 colouring on this statue is just insane. The um, she's got those those big sort of crab leg kind of things coming out of her back, and the the detailing on those, the the sort of the reddy brown textures that they've used, 
um, and certainly in her sort of flesh tones as well. Like it's just exquisite in detail. It's um, it's horrific and would probably give you nightmares, but uh, it's certainly an amazing looking piece. And if the the finished product comes out even remotely like that, then it'll be an impressive, impressive sight. Yep. So uh, all right, her on ice skate skating a routine now. <laughs> need to let it go, man. Let it go. <laughs> Um, all right, moving up next is uh, from Kotobukaya, Street Fighter Jury statue. And uh, Jury will be out in April 2015. And, um, well, you know, I don't know how she fights and keeps herself covered. Anyway, Jury is um, in a uh, rather revealing outfit. And so if you have any concerns about that sort of thing, then I uh, don't advise you order this one Um it's certainly it's nicely done. Like the um, the drapery in her clothing is beautifully sculpted, etc. But you know, you really don't seem to be able to look away from anything other than you know. Well, just yeah. There's some some side and bottom boob showing. There there, there is. There's a lot. And uh, but anyway, it's um yeah, it's a nice looking statue. And well, hey, what can I say? She's she's there. I think we all get together and buy this for Scott. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Probably come back with some pieces. I I actually, I do like the colours. I think it's uh, the colour palette is actually quite um, quite nice. And and we send it to his job. That's right. Uh, Look, anyway, she's um, out in April next year. There's no mention of price here, but um, keep an eye out for that. And then in my last piece of news, which was a bit of an interesting one, actually, was the announcement that Marvel Select uh, will have a two-pack, um, an action figure two-pack that will be exclusive to the Disney store. Yay! I'll just duck down to my local Disney store and get one of these. I, I don't have a Disney <laughs> store, so don't look at me. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, what's really interesting, this is a two-pack of Spider-Man and Electro from uh, from Diamond Select. And um, I'd say uh, Spider-Man has been done before, but Electro is um, is new. Um, and the good thing is these are comic accurate. So this is the uh, the Electro that we know and love with the, you know, the big five-pointed yellow uh, electrical sparky thing mask and whatnot. So, um, yeah, yeah, there's no... No sign of, uh, you know, blue electros anywhere like that. Um, so I guess the, you know, the main thing will actually be tracking this down. They actually come with, um, a, a couple of accessories and, um, what do you call those things? You know, those big electrical conduit thingies that you see at power stations. I don't know. No. No, I think I actually don't know what they actually call those things. You'd know them yeah. if you saw them. If you've ever driven past power station, you'd see those big sort of, they're like mm-hmm. insulators, but I don't know mm. what they do. So I don't know what they're called. Yeah. Anyway, you get two of those as accessories, and that's pretty nifty. So Marvel's um, Marvel's Selector is pretty good with accessories. So uh, no mention of cost, although I did see somewhere that I thought it was fifty bucks. Or so that'd be about right. Yeah. But anyway, um, Electro is a brand new sculpt, hundred percent new sculpt. Um, so anyway. Keep an eye out for that one um, coming up at your local Disney store, wherever that might be. I like that the uh, Spider-Man's quite a bit shorter than the Electro. Yeah, yeah. Actually, Electro yeah. looks massive. He's got very, very long legs. Yeah, but he's not muscular, overly muscular. Yeah. yeah. He's very high-waisted. He'd probably yeah. have trouble buying pants. If you're very low-waisted, it's have trouble yeah. buying pants, too. <laughs> Fair <laughs> enough. And uh, that is my news. All right. Well, Adam... After that exciting thing, I'm sure you've got something just as exciting to tell us about. I have. It's awful. It's Mattel. Um, <laughs> they have decided that, they, that um, with the impending final year of Motu Classics, that there's a need for more Motu property stuff. Hooray. So, um, yeah. Uh, starting September 10 through September 25, they will be opening subscriptions for newly announced 12-inch Motu figures. And, uh, the official announcement is full of all kinds of crap that is irrelevant, but basically you're talking about, uh, there'll be He-Man and Skeletor and Stratos and Beast-Man. And so this is an add-on subscription, isn't it? So you subscribe and then subscribe again. I assume that yes, you would have to get a club attorney or something crap like that. Hmm. Okay. But, um, yeah. 
It's a bit iffy. I think the biggest disappointment for this is that these are actually the original sculpts. So you can get a 12-inch He-Man done in the original sculpt. Mm. When I actually read it, I just assumed that they were taking their existing four horsemen He-Man and, and sort of scaling him up to 12 inches, which I thought was a novel idea. But, um, mm. yeah, yeah, look, they're, they're trying to ring every last little bit out of it. And, um, you know, if this is your thing, then good luck to you. Yeah. Yep. But, um, mm. I'll, I'll be passing in a big way. He man there did not scale up well. No, it just it's, I'm not not feeling it either. But I mean, admittedly, that's um, you know that's just a promo shot. So yeah. Um, so moving on, Bandai have released images for an upcoming Star Wars movie realization, Samurai Darth Vader. That's a mouthful. Um, it's going to be just over seven inches tall, fifteen points circulation, uh, and go for about eighty-four dollars US. It's and it's strange. It's it is. <laughs> I, I, I'm like you. I don't think I can actually form an opinion. I mean, in, in theory, this should be the greatest thing in the history of toys because I, I love samurai and I love Darth Vader, and so when you combine them, it should be just you know awesome. raining yeah. raining donuts. Yeah, and a lot of, you know, Vader's original Macquarie art was taken from samurai-type helmets, but mm, mm. Um, yeah, it's the mouth on this one that I'm just... He's got kind of an open mouth, and I'm just not sure. Makes him look looks, like a fish. It looks a bit yeah. like a predator face without the thing across the mouth. Well, see, that was common for the samurai helmets. So mm. one, one thing I think is actually quite novel about this is they've actually included, you know, it's a, his, his lightsaber is effectively a katana, so a samurai sword, but it's the the red energy blade, just like his lightsaber would. Yeah. You know, I think this is actually quite novel. I, I, if I could see it in the flesh, I'd be, you know, I think I could be tempted. Oh, I like that yeah. they use the little imperial symbols, you know, for decoration as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's mm. right. Yeah, look, I think it's quite clever. I think it yeah. falls neatly into the WTF, but not, not red card <laughs> WTF, just WTF. Like, I just, yeah, okay. I don't know that it's $84 cool, but it's cool. Yeah, it's an awful lot for a 6-inch, 7-inch figure, isn't it? But it seems to come with multiple hands and whatnot. Yeah. I'm just wondering, what's the the little um, knife that Samurai's carry? Because he's clearly got one, but I just yeah. wonder whether that actually works. Oh, the Wakazashi. Yeah. Bless you. <laughs> Absolutely gorgeous sculpting on this. Like, if you look at some of the close-up pictures, you know, of the armor, it's just you know beautifully sculpted. It would have been a nightmare for the sculptor. But I wonder if this is something yeah. that would have been better in a statue or something, mm. you know, like that. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Anyway, it's different. <laughs> I do like the guy in the in the comments who says they need to drop that big gold ass medallion on his forehead. It makes it hard to take this Vader seriously. <laughs> I think the gold medallion on his head is the last thing he needs to worry about. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Mm. Uh, moving along, we have surprisingly Funko Pop news. Uh, this time. <laughs> yeah, I know. This time it's Howard the Duck. Spoiler. And, um, yeah. It's just, I don't know, different. Yeah, it's Howard. Yeah. yeah. Doesn't look like anyone else. No. But it's not as... I wanted the original movie version. <laughs> the Donald Duck no pants kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. You know, the satin jacket and... Mm-hmm. Well, look, you know, if you're a Marvel fan, you just add this one to the collection. So, you know, he'd look good with the rest of the Guardians. Now, spoilers! Spoilers! <laughs> continuing the spoiler talk, is this the outfit he had? I honestly can't remember. Like, it's, I didn't it's such think he a had the hat. No, it's such a fleeting kind of thing that um, that I honestly can't remember. And he needs a cigar. Well, that's actually something that Marvel have actually stopped doing. If you notice, um, people like Nick Fury and The Thing, um, whenever they appear in any kind of merchandising now, they're, they're sans cigar. I mean, Wolverine used to smoke on a yeah. regular basis, and um, he hasn't been seen with his, his cigars for quite some time. Hmm. Yeah. There's actually a really good um, sequence in oh, it's one of the Uncanny X-Men in the 190s, uh, drawn by um, John Romita Jr. And there's a scene where Wolverine and Kitty Pryde are sitting on these steps and they're waiting, and he's puffing away on his cigar, and she's like, you know, how can you, um, 
you know, how can you stand that? Blah, blah, blah. And he's like, oh, an acquired taste. And she says, let me try that. And she takes a big puff on his cigar and then, you know, proceeds to cough her lungs out, basically. And, <laughs> you know, how, how can you smoke that crap? And he's like, healing factor. Yeah. So, so you know, it was a nice, nice explanation as to why he can actually smoke. But, um, yes, Marvel have pretty much eradicated smoking from uh, their stuff. All comics, yes. Mm. Mm. Yeah, mm. He, he's cool. I like him. Yep. Moving on. On more Funko news, they have <laughs> shown, uh, what is this, sci-fi, uh, mystery minis. So they're, um, blind bagged or blind boxed. Um, and there's a host of sci-fi kind of characters in there. So there's a couple oh, of kinds it. of predator and a couple of kinds of, um, xenomorphs and, uh, you've got the rocketeer, ET, a couple of Tron versions, a Robocop. Ponfire Spark. Yep, Ponfire Spark. We've got a Stred. We've got, I think that's Robbie the Robot. Yep. Yeah. Um, we've got Mal and we've got Jane from um, Firefly. Mars yeah. Attacks. Yes, Mars, Mars Attacks Mars. in there. The Metal Lunar Mutant. Yeah. Yep. That's pretty cool. That's that's quite nifty, actually. See, yeah. Now, this, this is how you do a blind box series because if <laughs> I saw those. Well, because if I see those in the store... I know that if I get any one of those, I'll be happy happy with it. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of a win-win, isn't it? I mean, you know, you've got your favourites, but, you know, anybody would actually look good. Mm. I mean, I wouldn't be disappointed to have any of those characters. Mm. Mm. The only thing I find is with the whole Funko mystery minis and the kid robot mystery minis is, you know, that you're talking about a $10 price point and, you know, you've often got at least a dozen figures to collect. So that in, <clears throat> that in itself is a, a pretty serious investment. But the, uh, the concept of getting duplicates, you know, is incredibly frustrating because, um, you know, $10 a hit. Hmm. Yeah, but I think there's enough range in this one that your chances of getting a, I, I think their pack outs are better. Mm. If I remember right. But, yeah. And that's why in these mini series, I normally will pick one or two boxes up and then I'll probably, you know, well, I'll be lucky to see them again. So. Yeah. 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 Fair enough. But, cool. uh, yeah, I, I dig these. I'll probably have to be getting some of these. You know, I've, I've been thinking I need to get, um, I need to track down the area Stark for the mystery minis because I want to put her next to my, uh, my hound pop. I think <laughs> a little together. <laughs> Yes. Because <laughs> I almost bought the, the area pop and I was like, oh, you know what would look better if I could get the mini? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> All right. Well, we will move on with a little more fun go news and they have announced, uh, pops for Big Hero 6, which I don't know about you guys, but when I saw, um, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, that was the, one of the trailers attached. It was. Yep. Yep. And, same here. Uh, you know, you're getting Baymax in his armored and unarmored forms, and, and then the rest of the human crew as well. And then, uh, what's the other one? Fred. And Fred looks like maybe the alien bad guy? I thought the, the trailer for this film was hilarious. Like, I, you know, when Baymax is sitting there with the sticky tape. Oh my god, I, I was dying during that yeah. part. And yeah. you know, it's changing tone as he's putting it on. And- <laughs> Yeah, very clever. Looking forward Even to the it. teaser trailer I, I like for this film. So uh mm-hmm. I'm excited to see this one and, and to see merchandise. But um yeah, I'm I'm very excited to see this. So uh it, it'll be good. It'll be good. Oh, it looks like Baymax is it says on here for both of them that the, he's a six inch supersize pop. What does that mean? So, well it means he's probably bigger than everybody else, so mm, Okay. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. I wonder Pretty. if his, his chest plate pops off. <laughs> Goes flying across the room <laughs> randomly. That'd be funny, yeah. but um, I will probably have to have the unarmored one. He is just yeah, cool. yeah, yeah. That is nifty. I, I suspect as that movie gets closer, we'll start seeing seeing more merchandise for that, or at least I hope we mm-hmm. will. So absolutely. All right. Well, coming up next, um, I, I was I was. I follow Boss Fight, and then they posted something about this. Uh, Eagle Force is making a return. I know you're saying Eagle Force. Who are they? Good old Eagle Force. Yeah, and they are the um, kind of the Mego version of G.I. Joe. They came out in the early 80s, and they were um, die-cast figures. 
So they were, mm-hmm. they were metal figures and, um, they were in gold and black. You guys may remember them hanging around toy pegs because they stayed around for a while. <laughs> uh, and they were kind of right at the end of the Mego run as well. So, uh, something interesting, but they're all, you know, like soldier figures and wearing berets and that kind of stuff. Um, yep, yep. but there's three toy companies involved or three toy entity type people involved and it's a boss fight like i said so i imagine they're doing the sculpting um fresh monkey fiction involved and zika toys is involved so um it, it'll be interesting to see how this all comes about but uh, if they can do it right they can fill a niche that uh hasbro doesn't seem to want to fill right now at gi joe you know yep. so yep uh, yeah. be curious to see how this all turns out for them yeah definitely no, that's cool. Yeah. You guys remember any of those? I never had any of them, but... Mm, I, I feel like I should, but it's not... Mm. Not standing out for you, huh? No. I never had any. Yeah. No, anything G.I. Joe-ish was really hard to come by in Australia. Like, you just didn't see it much. Mm. Yeah, that makes sense. Well, we will move on, and something I bet you guys will see, uh, series number 15 of the Lego mini bags, or yeah, the little blind bag minis are coming out in October, it looks like, and, um, well, the one that everybody's going to want, of course, man in a pig suit. <laughs> of course. I don't know. <laughs> I want a whole bunch of those Mongolians, so I can build a shitty wall. <laughs> yeah. There's a little goth girl in black and white. I like her. Um, the jester's cool. Even the genie's cool, although she's not in pink. Everybody knows genies are pink. Mm. <laughs> pink. Um, it's a nifty yep. detail. The smoking, yeah. you know, whatever you want to call that bit, bottom bit that's not legs. Well, didn't they do a male genie in a previous series? No. Um, I think maybe. did. You got a prospector. Um some kind of space mining guy. You kind of got a classic wizard here as well. Mm. Athena, a punk rocker, and then uh, kind of, I don't know if he's a musketeer, but he has looks like a foil and the mm. open shirt and the, the musketeer type hat. So uh, I would of, I would concur. Lots of good stuff here, though. What is the guy? Oh, it's a pizza delivery guy. <laughs> so if you've got uh, your Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle sets... Be on the lookout for that uh, pizza delivery guy. Ah, that's good so, thinking. Yeah. So while I've got you guys and we're talking Lego, what's happening with The Simpsons? Has there been any other news? I have not heard any. No. Uh, not killing me at all. Killing me. Yeah. I don't know. We need to make a Lego contact. Mm. Lego, if you're listening to this, please write in at podcast at actionfigureblues.com <laughs> and uh, we'll set up an interview. We want information. Sounds good. My last bit of news, and it seems like every week we have one of these because they give one away, um, is a Funko Sofubi figure, and this time it is the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man. And in this case, he's burnt. <laughs> and I don't know why. I saw this on uh, on the tweets yesterday, and uh, I just kind of dig him. <laughs> I don't know why. He's got this, like, big happy grin on his face, but he's got, like, uh, you know burn patches all over him and he's limited to 1500 1500 pieces so i don't know i, I just i dig him <laughs> oh you could say that about a lot of the crap that we collect yeah but as a uh a soft but, vinyl figure i think he'll he'll make a lot of sense mm-hmm. yeah he obviously collect, sorry adam i don't collect crap i collect quality items only that's that's right <laughs> Aren't you the man that owns a a, a bathroom set? And, oh, that'd be, that'd be yeah. a and where do your action figures go to the toilet? That's right. Actually, I have a urinal. <laughs> nice. Came uh, with something. I don't remember what it came with. The Stay Puff Man is just a knack for any of those kind of, you know, the 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 pop vinyls or the the bobbleheads or whatever. Just got that, you know, very toyetic. Yeah, like I said, I dig him. Mm. So. Well, with that, I think we've we've came to a conclusion of our news, and we better come back and uh, hear what last week's name that was. Hooray! Hooray! Well, 
It's time for everybody's favorite podcast game, Name That. And each week I come on, I play some sounds, and you guys guess what they are. And we will put last week's sound right here. To rescue animals in danger. We'll help you. We rescued the panda. Let's give him a checkup. He just needs some rest. Attention! A bear is trapped on the broken bridge. To the rescue! Quick, build the helicopter and the off-roader. Let's go! I'm lowering the stretcher. Almost there. All right, well, gentlemen, any guesses? None, surprisingly, no. Well, I know that Scott's probably guessing Glamour Gals as he's listening to this. <laughs> mask. But it's not Mask. Centurions. Ooh, good guess. <laughs> um, no, this was a Lego Friends commercial. Duh. You know, from that exciting line of Lego Friends for Girls. So, <laughs> And... Lukey Luke from the forum is in touch with his feminine side because he picked up on this right away. Yeah. So congrats to Lukey Luke. He good on him. He's got a point in the forum. So good, good for job. Him. Oh, done. Yeah. And as always, you know, we better put in another new sound. Um, we'll put that in right here. It's the pinch on evil. Then morphs to and combines with the to create the ultimate to clamp down on evil for good. And one more time. It's the pinch on evil. Then morphs to and combines with the to create the ultimate to clamp down on evil for good. Well, I'm sure everybody knows how to do this by now, but uh, Ben, where do they go if they want to make a guess? They can go to the afbforum.com and look for... Uh, the name that thread under the fan, fanboy free for all. No, is it there or the pegs? I think it's under the pegs. Oh. <laughs> Just look for it. <laughs> That's right. It'll be there. <laughs> and Adam, if they get their guess correct, what do they get? They get forum points and they can exchange them allegedly for things at Tim Hortons. I, no, that has been successfully done. So, <laughs> or at the AFB gift shop. Really? Yeah. Huh. Yeah. How many yeah. points did they have to trade to get something? You know, I actually don't know that he actually ended up trading any points. I think he got a lot of strange looks and they just wanted him to leave. So, <laughs> <laughs> I, you, uh, I, I'll take that because um, I don't know if you guys heard the news, but uh, Burger King bought Tim Hortons this week. So mm, mm. Um, I'm hoping that that will help them spread across the United States and I will finally get one in, in Fort Wayne and uh, it'll be good. I'll be huge, but it'll be good. <laughs> Uh, outstanding. And if you, um, if you'd rather play the picture version, come on over to TV and film toys.com on Tuesdays and Thursdays where we do that. So cool. And right after that, we'll be coming back with a toy of the week. Friends. The five friends are in the jungle to rescue animals in danger. We'll help you. We rescued the panda. Let's give him a checkup. He just needs some rest. Attention! A bear is trapped on the broken bridge. To the rescue! Quick, build the helicopter and the off-roader. Let's go! I'm lowering the stretcher. Almost there. You're safe now. Oh. He says thank you. <laughs> there are more animals to be rescued. New jungle theme from Lego Friends. Background's not included. Well, it's time for one of our feature toys of the week. That's right, one of them, because we're doing two. But first up, because he comes alphabetically first, we're going to go with Adam. And Adam, take it away. Thank you, thank you. So this week I'll be reviewing the SH Figure Art Zero Super Saiyan Vegeta. Uh, this item was released in 2014, which is the year I have acquired it, because I'm not from the future. And nor can I go back to, back in time and make things come out earlier. Um it's amazingly given the name of the line, a staction figure. Um, <laughs> it goes for about $35 US. Um, and I'll start talking about things about the packaging. So it comes in a nice display box. It's um, got two clear sides and a clear top, so you can clear, or obviously see what's going on inside. Um, it's got... Very nice stylized front piece. Um, one of the sides has kind of a three-quarter turnaround of the the eye itself. The back shows a couple more detailed bits. Um, 
Which realistically, I, apart from showing the back of the figure, I don't understand why you do that when you can see the front and side of it um, through the clear part of the packaging. Uh, the packaging has a wonderful description of Figure Art Zero as Figure Art Zero is the new standard of figure series with an easily collectible price and size. It is a unique statue figure that focuses on form and colouring to reproduce each character's charm. Hmm. It's unique. Um, but yeah, I'll, the, bo- the box is fine. Um, inside the box you get a clamshell uh, bit that holds the, the figure in. Um, and then the figure's got that horrible layer of plastic stuff that some toys come with that you just take out and throw away. <laughs> Which brings us to the toy itself. Um, so it's about, I don't know, say five or six inches tall. It's not that big. Um, it's very well detailed in terms of the sculpt itself. It's very accurate. It's um, essentially Vegeta doing his um, final flash pose. It would be from the scene where he's fighting Perfect Cell by himself, which at which time he's bulked up a little bit beyond standard Super Saiyan, but he's nowhere near Super Saiyan 2 for fans of the show, (laughs) to whom that means something. Um, There's a couple interesting things about the figure, which is you can see in pictures of it there's, uh, like, arcs coming around to represent key focusing in towards his hands. Those Mm. are removable, and I personally think they're kind of horrible looking, but if you take them... Yeah, I don't like them. I think it's a really clever idea. I think it's quite effective. I mean, it doesn't look that good from front on, but sort of from, you know, that side on, it's it's quite clever looking. Anyway. Yeah, um, but then if you take them away, it just looks kind of silly. Um, mm. The Around the feet, um, so you can put it on a, a little base. The base is complete, which it's essentially a hexagon, a uh, octagon, um, <laughs> which has two pegs on it for um, attaching the rest of the figure but it's just otherwise brown with, like, a little bit of texture on it to look like dirt. Um, I think the only reason you'd put it on that is if you want to line them all up, all your Dragon Ball Z figure out zeros up next to each other so they're touching base to base. But otherwise, he's got um, nice little clouds of dust slash smoke coming off from the ground around his feet and swelling up, which looks really cool. And they're partly translucent, and then they get to kind of grey paint and bits of orange paint on kind of blends in with the key swirls coming off of him or at the back of him. Um, When you actually look closely at it, it's a very good representation of Akira Toriyama artwork because you can see it's got like the little sketchy lines um, along some of the pieces like around the the detailing of his armour. You can see there's little lines out of it which looks quite Toriyama-esque, which I quite like. Um, When you go and look at the paint, um, that's when I start having some real issues with it. So the hair is sculpted in translucent plastic and then painted over the top, which, again, for kind of a key representation, I guess, and allegedly since Saiyan's meant to have golden hair, um, which has only ever been shown properly or as golden-golden in um, action figures and toys because in the cartoons and the, the manga it was always just yellow. Um, so it's got a goldy paint on it, and I think that looks a bit rubbish. Um, if you look at his palms, they're painted yellow, to represent kind of the key glowing inside his hands, which... Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. It's not too bad when you've got the key effects on it, but if you take it off, again, it looks kind of silly. Um, yeah, so I think those things, couple of things kind of annoyed me a fair bit. Otherwise, the paint's actually quite good. I've got no defects on mine, and you can see they've gotten right in um, some of the detailed bits around the arms and neck, which I don't know if the head was put on afterwards or how that was done, but kudos to them for that one. Um, yeah, I don't claim that it has any accessories as far as the base and removable key bits go, um, but, yeah, that's it is what it is. No, I actually think that... Um <clears throat> so the, the the sort of the cloud thingies around his feet, um, yes. that sort of yellow highlight is that again sort of representing the, you know, picking up light from the energy yeah. effects. Okay. Yeah. Yep, yep. So that makes sense as well, provided you've got the energy effects on. Otherwise, it just looks a bit silly. Hmm. Hmm. Um, so dolly rating, 
Well, I don't really like the base, and I don't really like some of the removable bits and some of the paint, so it's probably seven and a half, eight for me. Hmm. Hmm. Do you have any other zeros? No. And I don't, yeah, I don't intend to get any. I think this is at the cheaper end of the zero scale in terms of Mm. pricing, which is kind of scary. Wow. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was wondering about that if you were, if this was your first one or not, so. Yeah. Well, this was the one, remember, I said I wasn't going to get, and then I got it. (laughs) You're so easily, easily swayed. I am. I have such a weak will. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's good. That's good. So, well, that'll wrap up Toy of the Week, and when we come back, we'll be talking about the new items we've added to our collections this week. To you, Goku, my greatest pupil with a tail, I entrust this ancient dragon boy. Keep it and the others from the evil emperor, and while fearsome creatures may stand in your way and be your lunch, you'll also have many allies, even Bulma. Two brave warriors, fast-kicking Krillin and sword-swinging Yamcha, will help you defeat the Emperor and his evil fighters. Dragon Ball! Dragon Ball! Action figures and collectible figures from Bandai. Well, we're all here because we seem to acquire lots of stuff in the collectibles and... Okay, they're toys. We collect toys and statues and such. And uh, Feeding the Addictions, where we take time to kind of see what kind of cool things each of us have picked up since last time we talked. And Ben, what have you picked up? I picked up the Sideshow Collectibles Hellboy premium format statue. And if you guys like, I might talk about it later. I think we would enjoy that. Excellent. Well, I shall do that then. And Adam, um, I'm sure you've picked up a lot of leg cramps since the last time we talked, but what else have you picked up? <laughs> um, nothing, really. Um, I did have anniversary, uh, fourth anniversary, so I've got anniversary gifts, which are largely focused around foxes because they're awesome. Um, other than that, I finished doing my um, Mini Cooper model car, so oh. that's done, but it's not like I bought it. Well, mm. Still very cool. Thank you. Nice. Well done. Yep. And... Um, I've picked up some things, but they're all for other people, so. Um, Spoilers. Yeah. Ah, you were sweet out. Yeah, I didn't, uh, didn't get anything for myself. <laughs> I don't know quite how that happened. Good work. Good work. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think we probably should, uh, move on from this segment since we do not seem to have anything <laughs> this week. And, um, maybe Ben will talk about his new acquisition and but first maybe we will red card someone or something in the toy universe what is this bizarro world well red card is a chance to poke fun at the what the fuck moments in our hobby be they unusual announcements complete fail action figures or worse any other penalty this week is john so take it away john well you know you see a bunch of knockoffs out there from time to time they turn up in you know stores of less value than you know your big box stores uh sometimes you just see them in the aisles that are out there for grandma or grandpa to buy you know because they want to buy a toy for Johnny while he's staying with them. And this one is a cowboy set. Looks like it has a little western town with it. It has a guy that kind of looks like a cowboy but might be Indiana Jones. And the title of this set is Indian Spunk. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. So (laughs) I don't know exactly what the Indians are doing in this set. I, I don't uh, know what's going on. I, I wish I had more pictures. No, I take that back. I do not wish there were more pictures of this available to us at this time. But, um, you know, it's probably one of those unfortunate translation things that gets put on a box. And, I mean, can you imagine walking through, you know, Dollar General and seeing this on the shelf? And <laughs> The poor Indians. This is what happens when you've got nothing left to trade. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Except that. Then only you'd put a picture of an Indian instead of a cowboy next to the phrase Indian spunk. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just guessing. <laughs> I just do not. Know. Uh, I, I I also don't know what was you were like mom and you know Aunt Josephine brings this over as it all wrapped up for little <laughs> Bobby's birthday and, and he unwraps that. Yeah, <laughs> that's <be> awesome. <laughs> and then takes it to school or something, you know. 
Mrs. Yeah. Jones, could you come? Could you come pick up Bobby for offended by his toy? <laughs> like his Indian spunk. <laughs> so yeah, um, unknown toy company, you're getting our red card this week for um, unfortunate translation. <laughs> well, after that spectacular fail, I'm, I'm hoping and Ben can bring us back around with his toy of the week. Now for some real fun. Who you gonna call? Okay, boys, we got a job to do. Bankman, look out! It's Bug Eye! Zap him with your Neutrona Blaster! Thanks, Ray. Don't mention it. Should I mention that? The Marshmallow Man! Spangler, give me the Ghost Popper. I thought you had it. Don't worry, fellas. I've got it. Go, Norm! Waste them! Quickly! You got him! Uh-oh, he's got a friend! No, guys, that's my sister. Get the real Ghostbusters toys from Kenna. Well, like I said earlier, there's two. That's two toys of the week this week. It's just like a Twix bar. Um... You know, two great tastes that taste again. Oh no, that's, that's Reese's. Um, anyway, <laughs> I'm, I'm maybe a little on the hungry side while we're recording this. Um, but I know this will be better than, than, than chocolate because, um, it's one of my favorite characters. And Ben, tell us all about what you got. Well, thank you very much, John. Thank you. Um, this is another one of those classic, uh, we got a, uh, sneak peek at, uh, San Diego Comic Con and then we got a solicitation and then well and truly over a year later, the item actually arrives. So, uh, yeah. it's one of those, you know, great ones that you can pay off over time. Good old sideshow flex pay. Um, so I'm talking about the sideshow Hellboy premium format statue. Uh, so again, premium format being that sort of quarter scale and often features, uh, material, um, in addition to the actual polystone statue. So, uh, while this was solicited in 2013, it only shipped this week, uh, 2014. That's when I picked it up. And this statue holds the uh, distinguished privilege of being the fastest ever shipped item that I have received, um, Sideshow Ship Internationally via FedEx, and I got my notification on uh, Wednesday to say that it was, uh, so I got the email to say that it was shipping, and I thought, oh, that's a real shame that it's not actually going to turn up in time um, for me to review it on the podcast uh, this week, and it did. Uh, I got a message from uh, Mrs. Shake um, while I was at work saying that um, a really huge box had been delivered, and I thought, good grief, it couldn't be Hellboy. Uh, and I came home and it was. So it took three days to uh, to get here, which I think is uh, some kind of record. Very impressive. So, yeah, I, I'm, I'm very I mean, you know, it cost a crap load of money for, you know, international FedEx, but, um, you know, so be it. Anyway, so look, this is a premium format statue. Um, this is the exclusive version. Uh, what does that mean? I'll talk about that a bit later. Um, the exclusive edition is limited to just 500 pieces. And mine is number 198. Um, all right, well, you know, this is a pretty standard sort of packaging for, um, you know, for Sideshow. Um, the box is um, almost completely black, and it features the uh, the traditional Hellboy logo that we know and love. Um, and then the box has some very, very sort of subtle imagery uh, of the actual statue itself, but done sort of almost in a bit of a... Uh, sort of a, a subtle printed tone. So not, nothing too much to, to write home about on the box. Um, the box itself features the, um, the split styrofoam tray. So, you know, you slide out that giant, um, styrofoam tray. Um, what is different about this, this is a two piece tray, but it actually has a little hidden compartment, um, which, you know, if you've got the, the box up the other way, you don't really notice that it's on the bottom. Um, so, you know, you actually have to go looking for it. Um, it's collector friendly, uh, however, um, you know, I'll talk about the accessories a bit later on. This guy comes with a lot of pieces. Uh, I don't think I own another premium format statue that comes with so much stuff. So in terms of collector friendly, yeah, look, you might have to, um, you know, fight a little bit to get everything back in that's its right spot in, in the box. The, the problem with these styrofoam boxes is it's not like, you know, the little compartments are numbered or it, you know, has a, a coloured imprint of the item that goes in it. It's just kind of a, a white box with lots of holes and you have to sort of, you know, sort of push around. So, um, yeah, look, you know, collector-friendly. Um, in terms of this is superb it is uh it is spot on mike mignola all the way this is the comic version of hellboy this is not the um the ron perlman movie 
version. Um, look, I'm a huge fan of Hellboy, and I've got a, an awful lot of Hellboy merchandise. Um, I've got the original Bowen um, Hellboy statue that he did with Mike Mignola, uh, and so when I saw that this was solicited, I thought, you know, the idea of getting a um, an up-to-date version in the quarter scale, you know, premium format was was pretty darn exciting. So uh, this, you know, is beautifully sculpted. It really does do justice. It's got that, you know, traditional Mignola look to the the head sculpt. Um, he's got sort of the cloven hooves um, that he has, and he's got those sort of weird black, you know, sort of stocking things that he wears, um, as well as his uh, his black um, bicycle shorts. Uh, he comes with a, a huge base. I mean, these quarter scale statues are big at the best of times, but with the um, with a large base, it can really add some size. And this guy is huge. Um, he comes in at uh, twenty four inches. Um, so, you know, he's somewhere in the vicinity of 60 centimetres tall, so it's just gigantic, and, and that's him slightly bent over as well. Now, what uh, what's the base? Well, um, you know, that whole sort of... Um, there's, there's a lot of sort of, you know, religious motives going on in Mike Mignola's Hellboy comics, so the base is effectively the, the top part of a, um, a statue, and it's got a... Uh, um, a sort of a shrouded woman holding a, a crucifix to her, to her breast kind of thing. So it's Hellway up on this large statue checking the world out. Um, very nice in terms of, um, sculpting on, on the base. It all just looks like it's made of stone. So it's nicely weathered, etc. Um, so Hellboy himself, um, the, the sculpting in terms of uh, like his sideburns and things like that is really, really well done. You really do get a feel of, you know, actual sort of hair going along there. There's not really a lot else going on with the sculpt. Obviously, his horns look like they've sort of cracked and that sort of thing. Um, they One of the things they have managed to stay away from is, you know, the the way Mike Mignola draws. He, he tends to have a sort of a little little sort of etchings um, in, in his figures, which um, hasn't actually translated, which is nice. So, you know, for the most part, he actually has quite smooth skin. Um, so moving on to the paint, well, there's not a huge amount happening, but it's uh, it's surprising actually, you know, how, how good it is. So obviously he's red. Um, what they've done is they've painted him in a, in, you know, I don't know, Hellboy red, whatever colour that is. Um, but then they've done a lot of shading, you know, with an airbrush. So they've got that, that darker, sort of a bit of a dark red, sort of brown colour. Uh, and the shading is beautifully applied. It really makes him sort of stand out in obviously under his chest and, and you know, those deep recesses. Um, and it complements it really, really well. So the tone is um, is quite clever in the way they've done that. Um, there's not a lot of other paint going on. Obviously, he's got sort of the orange pupils, the white teeth, and um, he's got some assorted jewellery here and there, um, which has, you know, silver buckles and things like that. Um, that's all really, really nicely done as well. Um, no slop whatsoever. I mean, there's really not a lot of paint apps going on, so, you know, you don't have to worry too much. Um, in terms of posing, um, look, I mean, there's obviously no articulation, but um, the, the good thing about this guy is the, the sheer number of accessories that he comes with really gives you a lot of opportunities to um, to pose the figure. So, um, you know, when you first get Hellboy out, he's he's pretty much, um, you know, doing a bit of a nudie run. He's, he's almost nude except for um, his little black bicycle shorts. So you put him onto the base and then you basically start adding stuff. Now, as I mentioned, the little hidden compartment in the styrofoam box actually contains his trench coat and uh, his belt. And so um, you get those out, and uh, I, I really fought to, to get the, the trench coat on. Um, his arms actually come as separate pieces, so that makes getting the trench coat on a little bit easier, but I was really sort of struggling to sort of get his arms through the sleeves, and then all of a sudden it all just came together, so I assume that's just because I'm a bit of a burger and... Um, <laughs> Um, it came together. Uh, so you get his trench coat on, but also um, his belt. So that, that um, groovy belt with all these little, you know, crucifixes and stuff that hang off it and a, a, a holster for the Samaritan pistol, all that sort of stuff. Um, one thing that's quite interesting is the belt, the way you actually do it up. It's actually a traditional belt. So it's got a traditional belt buckle that you actually feed um, the end of the belt through. Uh, you know, in the past we've had little clips um, Velcro, things like that. But no, this is a traditional belt that you, you know, feed through the belt buckle. So it's got the little, um, Bureau of Paranormal Research and Defense logo on it. So, um, yeah, you get his trench coat on, you get his belt on, which, um, wasn't too bad. Um, 
the the trench coat doesn't have any wire in it in terms of um, helping to support posing, but the um, material it's made from, it's obviously just made of sort of cotton or something like that, but it's actually quite um, stiff and uh, there is actually some allowances in that for the way you pose it. Um, so I found, you know, with a, a bit of sort of fussing about, you can actually get some pretty nifty poses in the way his, um, his trench coat sort of hangs behind him. Um, you know, as you know, Hellboy wears his bicycle pants and then he's just his trench coat over the top. Um, now, in terms of, jeez, uh, oh, uh, in terms of the extra bits, wow, where do you start? Um, all right, okay, let's go with the um, the left hand. Um, the left hand comes with the traditional Samaritan pistol, um, but you can actually swap that out and have him holding um, have him holding the sword. And um, the reason why he has a sword is if you have any kind of um, you know, history with Hellboy, you'll know that he's also known as um, Anung Unrama, which is that sort of, um, you know, demonic prince kind of thing. Uh, and therefore, we get a, a portrait. So we get a second head for Hellboy, and of course that features his full-on horns with the, um, the the flame sort of floating between them and also the um, the crown sitting above there and that's a beautiful piece because um the paintwork on that is just astonishing and because it's flaming you know they've actually done some highlights on the horns so like uh, in adam's review you actually get that you know effect of um you know the fire effect is actually causing some um lighter tones in the paintwork there um that head is magnificent it really is beautifully sculpted the way they've suspended the the crown and everything but <clears throat> i just I, I just can't see myself actually displaying it like that um i prefer that you know the traditional hellboy look so uh, moving on then we get to of course the right hand of doom one of my favorite things about hellboy is the the big stone sort of you know arm forearm that he's got and you um that that slots in quite well like most of these pieces they actually attach with magnets so once you sort of get it roughly in a position it tends to snap into place and, and hold quite well so a hellboy comes with his right hand um so his um hand is actually you know just a, an open pose so the, the fingers are actually open and uh, with the exclusive that i've got you actually get the second version of the right hand of doom and that is um it's clenched into a fist um so you've got the option of how you want to display open hand or closed hand but what's actually really cool is you also get a little pedestal that comes with it and if you're um you, you choose which hand you actually want to display on the statue and then the other hand sits on the little pedestal so it's like its own sort of mini ornament, which is actually quite nifty. Um, in addition to that, again, you've actually got, um, there's a, a, a big snake, big sort of Mike Mignola-style snake, and that comes as an entirely separate piece, and you can actually drape that around the um, the statue base, and um, that actually quite, looks quite nifty as well. So there's, uh, you know, an absolute plethora of stuff to, to put together. Um, I actually found that, you know, with all those options of displaying him, I ended up with just the... Um, pretty much the standard version. I went for the normal head, the um, Samaritan pistol in the left hand, and the open uh, right hand of Doom um, look. But, um, you know, lots of options there to, to change it up as well. Um, everything about this statue is just exquisite, from um, just a sheer number of accessories to, the, you know, the beautiful sculpt that is just a, a great nod to Mike Mignola. Um, the, the trench coat works extremely well. The belt's easily to put on. Um, the colouring and, you know, the finish is is just, you know, superb. It really is um, a, a beautiful piece. And... Uh, wow. Um, a dolly rating. I, I'm really grateful that... Um, that Justin's not here because um, I'd get him to, you know, he'd probably start to fade on me a little bit. But, um, you know, I've never given anything higher than a 10 out of 10, uh, unlike Scott, um, and, and I'm not about to do that. But um, so I'll stick with 10 out of 10 dollies. But I will go on to say that this is not only my... Um, front runner for statue of the year but this is actually possibly my favorite statue ever mm. so yeah. it is just superb in in every way and i mean look you know with a price tag of 399 dollars um you know you, you don't want too many complaints and i i literally i can't fault it um actually one thing to note that's quite interesting is um the way the base he stands on the base he almost looks like um 
it looks like the statue could be unbalanced. He's got this kind of leaning forward motion, the way he's sticking out over the top of the base. But uh, the statue is actually beautifully balanced. I, I was quite impressed at just how well um, it balanced because, you know, I tend to put the figures onto the base and I, I tend to sort of prod them in every direction just to sort of see if there is any kind of lineage, as I uh, as I call it, and, and there's none. Um, I really just cannot fault this statue at all. It's It's perfect in every way. Uh, Does the trench coat have a BPRD logo on the back of it, or is it is it plain? It's just plain. It's he's got um he's got the patch on his sleeve. Okay. So on his right shoulder, um that's there. So oh yeah, that's just a little extra. Oh, detail. that's right. That's what his is, and then the the leather jackets are the ones that have it on the back. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So and it's got little um it's even got little sort of uh, uh what do you call it press studs on the the coat that you know that you could actually do up the trench coat if you wanted to if you wanted to try but seems uh you know seems a bit daft. Yeah. I don't so think I've yeah. ever seen him like that. Yeah. Friend, so. No, that's right. So, but I mean, you know, actually displaying with or without the trench coat, there's just, you know, heaps of options. I guess one little thing to look out for is, um, on his actual, uh, whatever you call his boots, I guess, um, he's got these little, uh, little straps that stick out and they're very, very fine. And if you don't know they're there, um, you could potentially sort of lift him out of the box and, and actually snap those off. So I, I saw, um, as soon as I started taking them out and I thought, hmm. That's that's a bit iffy. So, oh, and of course, um, his tail. Sorry, I completely forgot. His trusty tail is actually a separate piece altogether. And so, his um, his bicycle pants in the back have this really kind of unfortunate split in them, which looks mm-hmm. a bit odd. But um, then you just sort of feed the tail through, and once again, the magnet snaps into place, holding his his trusty tail in place. So, well, that's good that it's on a magnet because uh, that way, if you bump that tail, it'll maybe mm-hmm. give a little rather than. Break. Absolutely, absolutely, yeah. Look, ten out of ten, love it. Absolutely fantastic. I love the curse fix on his belt too. That that's there and yeah, and that's a separate that's... piece. That's actually in a little bag. You actually feed that around through the belt oh, before cool. you do it up. So yeah, cool. it's another little thing to to do. Yeah. So, How yep. fiddly is it to do the belt up? Um, I was more nervous of breaking it, um, so I was really, really gentle in the way I fed it through. But it seems like the um, the actual belt buckle is is like a really hard plastic, so it didn't feel like it was going to break. And yeah, once I actually fed it through and tightened it up, it was fine. Okay. So yeah, he's got lots of little pouches on there that are sort of that you know faux leather kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, magnificent. Very cool. Very cool. Well. Thank you very much, Ben, because that was a really cool statue, and uh, we're all jealous of you. So. <laughs> all right. After that, we'll be back with some feedback. The Dreaded Beast versus the Savage Hunter. Aliens versus Predator with awesome new Predators. Clan Leader attacks with whipping dreadlocks. And Stalker, glowing in the dark, fires his spear. Suddenly, lifting up his attack spikes, the wild boar alien charges. And the ferocious mother alien in her monstrous hive traps Spike Tail, then covers him in ooze. Ooze! Who will survive? Aliens versus Predator. Queen Hive playset comes with mother alien figure and ooze. Other figures sold separately. Well, I know you guys all think feedbacks whenever, you know, your speakers go all wonky, but that's what we call when you guys write into us. And uh, you can do that at podcast at actionfigure.com. And you know what? You send us feedback and you will probably hear it read out because we just love our listeners that much. If you want to make sure it's read out, make sure to mention Scott's name in it. So that'll make sure it's read out. <laughs> but anyway, Adam, you have our first piece of feedback. So take it away, Adam. Ta. Our first feedback is from Robbie's mum, who says, I was amazed to see how many of Rob's men have been identified. A lot of work by a lot of people. One person asked for pics of the tools, etc., separated in groups. I did this and will add them to my Facebook page. Let me know if you can access them, please. I don't need each weapon tool identified, but I would like to know if if in all of these pics there is something important that belongs to one of the action figures. Thanks, Robbie's mum. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I really, I mean, the way everybody kind of came together on that and, uh, you know, really identified stuff, that was really cool. And yeah. I think we got a few things yeah. left, but uh, overall, great job to everybody that participated, and thank you for yeah. helping out. And I'm sure that uh, when we get a chance, we'll probably move the accessories over. Yeah, to the forum yeah. so that um, people can have a bit of a go at them. So, yeah. yeah, yeah, great effort. Yeah. <laughs> and Mr. Oh. Ben. Indeed. Some feedback on us. I shall indeed. And uh, from the forum, Derek WC, 
um, says, I don't know if anything has changed since recording um, uh, and air date, but I have a Tyrion from Walgreens for Ben. Where do I send it to? <laughs> Woohoo! I like when people have stuff for me. Um, and he goes on to say, oh, and while I really like the new 52 Starfire, I'm sad because the right shoulder pad popped off at some point and I didn't even notice, so now I have no idea where it is. Hopefully it'll turn <laughs> up in a room <laughs> she's been in eventually. So, outstanding. <laughs> Thank you, Derek. That's what I love about the forum. I love when, the, you know, a plan comes together. <laughs> oh, I thought you were, you were loving it whenever people lose parts off their action <laughs> figures. And oh, no, because I do it too. Yeah. Yeah. I always do it when I'm taking pictures. You know, I'll be trying to pose a figure and it'll fall over or something. And I'll what? be down on carpet looking for a little tiny gun. <laughs> well, I do the opposite. I walk into my, my comic room and uh, in front of my, my Marvel Legends, there'll just be like a handgun laying on the floor. It's like, <laughs> great. Now I have to stand here for, you know, 30 minutes trying to work out who's missing a handgun. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I I worry more because uh, if the, the, the pups are walking by, I don't want to have to go out in the yard, you know, looking for something. So, because I will probably never find it. Yes, that's after right. After it's been processed. Yeah, but. Well, anyway, I have our last little bit of feedback here, and it's from the Ginger Prince, who is at TGP73 at, on the, the Twitter. And he tweeted, he actually retweeted our show from last week, and he also said that he was listening to it now, and, um, I said, you know, thanks because we always enjoy hearing that everybody's listening to the show because it lets you guys, lets us know that you guys are out there. Uh, but he does not want us to send him a dead clown in appreciation. So, <laughs> um, you know, if you listen to last week's show, that will make sense. If you didn't, shame on you because the, the clown talk was very funny. <laughs> it's a man thing, baby. Yeah. Yep. So. Um, he's not my aunt, so he's not in any trouble of getting a dead clown in the mail from me. <laughs> uh, but anyway, gentlemen, I think that brings us to the end of another exciting episode. And it does indeed. Thank you very much for, for hanging out with me. Thank you. Always it's a pleasure. pleasure. Because it makes me happy. Rest That's of the day, I will be happy. Outstanding. Yeah. Great. So <laughs> with that, we will say good night. Goodbye. Au revoir, Canada. Adieu. See you, Argentina. A feed is saying Don't goodbye. Your, your Scott Spader neuter. <gasps> it's not me anymore. Yes. Someone <laughs> either succeeded or you've just given up. <laughs> well, oh, you didn't hear last been show done. yet, apparently. <laughs> no. That's good. <laughs> Bye. Bye. All right, guys. Good night. See ya. Bye. The Action Figure Blues podcast can be found on iTunes and Stitcher Radio and downloaded direct at actionfigureblues.com by clicking on the podcast tab. If you do listen to us on iTunes, please take a moment to leave a positive rating and review. We also have an active fan forum at afbforum.com where you can join in with all of the hosts of the podcast and many other collectors to discuss news, new releases, old lines, and engage in trades and sales in a safe community. Please join us there. While you're at actionfigureblues.com, please don't forget to check out our sponsors like Mike's Comics and Stuff, ShelfLife.net, and the Pop Culture Superstore, who help keep our site running. You can also find us on Twitter at AFBlues and on our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash actionfigureblues. Thanks for listening. Art Toys of the Week are Figure Arts Zero, Super Saiyan Vegeta, and the Sideshow Premium Format Hellboy Statue. Hang on. Let me redo that. It's, it's Vegeta, isn't it? Yes. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were awfully quiet, Adam. Let me redo that last part. <laughs> Five, four. Just collect normal stuff, damn it, man. So, well, that'll wrap up Toy of the Week, and when we come back, we'll be talking about the new items we've added to our collections this week. Yeah, we lost Ben. I didn't realize we lost Ben. Okay. Hang on. I'm happy to answer his questions. Hello. Hello. Hi. I thought it was just plain rude that you weren't answering my questions. (laughs) I was waving at you across the the tape while that was last week. (laughs) Uh.